My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jessie. I'm Natalia. I'm Skye. And today, we are going to talk about a new show that premiered this past week on Netflix uh, that is pretty fun from the get-go. Uh, has some handsome fellas, good-looking ladies in it. You know how it be. But before we talk about that, what has everyone been watching? Let's see, what have I been watching? I'm still, still watching Five Enough with my sister. Thank you, cast. You're not as good as Rabbit, but you're getting the job done. So yeah, I, I appreciate you. It's uh, yeah, we're we're like three quarters of the way through now. We're we've passed episode forty, so. Things are happening. It's good. We're enjoying it. But, like, Daryl will come in and I'll be, like, you know, on cast, watching with my sister. And suddenly I start talking. He's like, what are you doing? Like, he thinks I'm just watching a show. And then he's down <laughs> talking. And he's like, are you talking to me? Are you talking to Who are you? I I'm like, I'm talking to my sister. Stop. And then he's like, stop laughing so loud. It's annoying me. I'm like, I don't care. Shut up. Like, what a healthy healthy relationship. (laughs) (laughs) He was totally teasing me the other day because he came in and he's like, I'm, because I was watching in our bedroom. And then he's like, he's like, I'm going to bed soon. He's joking around, but. In his, like, fake serious face and fake serious voice. And he's like, I'm going to bed soon. You have to stop cackling. And then he goes off into the bathroom. And every time I laugh, he's like, you're cackling too loud. I'm like, I can go somewhere else. He's like, no, it's fine. <laughs> he just likes to tease me. He's but, like, I'm just being a dick. Don't worry about yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, I'm watching Girlfriend. It's a Chinese drama on youtube it's very cute it's you know contract relationship and then forced living together and then a new contract because the old contract is you know moot and now we got a new one and now you know and she's like i don't want to live with you anymore since the contract's up and so he moves into an apartment in her apartment building so that he can still be in her face all the time it's, it's a classic, a classic it's, plot. It's, it's very, the, the couples are all adorable. The evil exes are atrocious and you want to punch them in the faces. Yeah, so like they're being, they're being evil and they suck, but they're supposed to be evil. Yeah, they and they're supposed to suck, so. so. <laughs> and they're doing it well, so good job, exes. Um. <laughs> I also started Intense Love. I've only watched one or two episodes of that. It's kind of cute. Again, it's the concept is she's a super famous movie star. He's a genius surgeon who, so, you know, is younger than a genius surgeon should be kind of thing. Uh, And they have an arranged marriage since they were children, but they've like never met each other. Until she gets in a car accident and he's her surgeon and she sees him as she's going under and she's like, wow, that guy's really good looking. And then he starts looking her up because he's like, oh, that's like actually my fiance. That's weird. And then so she's into him 
and he's kind of into her, but then they both don't want to be because it's arranged. So like, ew, no, we don't want to give in to our parents. And also she's mad because she finds out that the date where they were supposed to like meet, where the families were meeting and they were supposed to finally meet, she skipped it because she's not into it. I'm not going to marry this guy. Well, he skipped it, too. So now she's mad that he didn't show up for the date that she also didn't show up for. So now she's like, wants him to fall in love with her so that she can, like, dump him and, like, you oh, know, her kind of thing. But it's just, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. the actress is, um, she's from uh, I Cannot Hug You, a hmm. silly I think that's what it was called. I cannot have you. I can't remember. She's from, she was like a vampire who thought her, yeah, called yeah. her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. yeah. So she's that actress. So she's kind of cute and fun. And I've only watched a couple episodes sort of as filler, but seems I'll probably give it a couple more episodes anyway. It's nothing, you know, super exciting, but it's again, it gets the job done. It's doing what it's supposed to be. It's cute and silly. So and uh, the main thing that I started watching was uh, Miss Culinary. I started this. Um, it's on Netflix. It's Thai. So much food. So much food in it. And, like, really good. Because she's a chef. And she's learning how to be a chef. And she's learning new dishes and stuff. And they take you step by step through all these recipes and show you everything. And it's makes me very hungry it's very very lovely and it's neat because it's two stories there's like two separate time frames going on so in the modern day is this boy named Shane whose girlfriend walks in on him cooking dinner and says that's it I'm leaving I told you the deal was just me I'm not into sharing if we were going to be living together and if I was going to be your girlfriend I had to be the only girlfriend. No more, you can't date around. And he's like, no, 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 I swear, it's only you, baby. It's not only her. <laughs> um, and Le then shock. he starts telling her, he says, but, like, I made dinner, so, like, at least eat the food, you know, so it doesn't go bad. She's like, fine, I'll eat the food. And then he starts telling her a story about how this dish reminds him of his mom and and she's like, oh, it's okay. Like, your mom's in a better place. He's like, what are you talking about? My mom's still alive. I just love her. And this reminds me of her. So, but, so then he tells her the story of his mom and how she moved to the big city to be a chef. And she met these two men. And which one do you think is my father? Oh. And keeps telling. So he keeps telling her the story. And then his ex-girlfriend shows back up. He hasn't seen her in a year. She moved, She just shows up in the house and is like, hey, you told me if I still loved you a, a year later that we could be together again. And his new girlfriend's like, okay. Great. And, uh, yeah. So tie. Yeah. Oh, my so God. Like, and he can't decide which he, – he really – he knows. He loves the girl, the main girl, the, the first girl. But this ex-girlfriend is emotionally fragile, and if he dumps her, like, what will happen? And da, 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 da. So he, it's kind of paralleling because then the story he's telling about his mom in the past 
she's got these two guys and one guy is super good to her and looks after her and takes care of her and he's a wonderful guy and the other one is sort of cold and she works with him but there's like instant attraction and it's you know so and they do a really really good job you're like oh yeah obviously obviously instant attraction guy is the dad and then they'll like take you back the other way and you're like oh oh maybe maybe like the really good guy is the dad and then they take you back the other way so like they keep back and forth thing and you're like I have no idea and kind of with the modern story too like so you've got these two love triangles and I'm really not a hundred percent sure where it's gonna go with either of them so and I'm on like I think there's 14 episodes and I'm on episode 10 and I'm still not a hundred percent certain where either of these stories are going and who his dad is so like it's it's well told it's well shot it the production on it is higher quality than on some Thai dramas so that's nice I did read a somebody was complaining about it and they're like I didn't like the way they can't make up their minds and they just keep going back and forth and they were talking about the girl in the past and I'm like but that's part of the nature of the story is that he's trying to keep this girl from leaving by telling her a story and he's dragging out the story by like trying to make it so you don't know who his dad is because she won't leave until she finds out who his dad is because she's like hooked on the story now you know so it's neat it's a good story and it's on Netflix so it's easily available which is always nice yeah how about you Dusty um well I was in a drama slump for a fairly long time so I haven't been watching a lot of stuff um and then also like day six came came back with stuff and even though they're not doing like uh actual official things they still are producing a lot of content like the three mm. members have been po- posting a lot of like v lives and that sort of thing and i've been kind of keeping up with that and you know focusing on what is helps me through bad times which is music mm. so that's like where most of my time is lie been lying especially also because 2 p.m decided to do a lot of concerts these past mm. couple weekends like a lot of concerts, even though not all of it I could view because Japan. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I spent a lot of time like watching those because it was really fun. Because you know you're like on Twitter with everybody who's a fan of 2 p.m. and you know watching these concerts together. Um, but I think I'm on an upswing on dramas. I think I'm now back into like really watching dramas and. The one drama that has, like, specifically pushed me back in is Hospital Playlist. Oh, my God. It's so uh, good. It's so, so good. good. Um, some of the, like, we have a whole episode on our thoughts on the first episode or whatever of the show. And some of the things that, like, I was, like, kind of iffy on, but it wasn't, like, actually stopping me from watching it. Like, some of the comedy has kind of, like, it's found its pace. And mm. so, like, the comedy's in, in, like, really good spots. And it's, like now pushing more endearing kind of comedy as opposed to comedy and uh the relationships just all around in that show are amazing and fantastic i mean like if you love found families i don't think there's a other show that i could tell you that has like this amount of like found families like I'm, i'm talking about a patient will come in and it's a cop 
and then you see all the their cop friends like like worried about that cop they mm. don't have a speaking line but it's a found family you know like <laughs> you're like little moments and so, so it's like, like layers of found family oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so good it's and so, that kid though oh my gosh so oh little my god, the like kid. the son oh my god oh my gosh so it's like cute. i don't like kids but like if i can guarantee that's my kid okay we're <laughs> um, it's just everybody plays so well with each other especially the five friends like you mm. really get the like feel of like how they are best friends and have been best friends because they i think the five actors really do play really nicely with the kind of your friends and like they're the friends in the hospital but they've also known each other for so long and so that kind of like you know like when you've like known each other for a very long time and so you're very like comfortable with each other i think the the actors are really playing it off um yeah just the relationships on in any respect whatsoever in the story are just like told really well and the relationships between the doctors and their patients or doctors and they're like uh, cause they teach a lot they have a lot of interns and that sort of mm-hmm. thing there's like teaching positions they're like relationships with those people and kind of guiding them into figuring out why they want to do what they're doing um the relationship with their job itself i think is just i'm obviously not a medical person but i feel like it 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 does really well as a drama could be in that position to kind of like focus on these stories. I cry like every episode and most of the time it's not me crying because I'm sad. It's just like so sweet and so wonderful that like you just, it makes you tear up. Like it's just, it's so good and you should all go watch it because it's like my happy place now. And I'm, so devastated that next week is the last episode. I know. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But there is a second season coming, which is like, this is a show that I could see having a second season would be fine. But like, when is that second season going to come? Probably not for a while. But like, because, you know, life right now. Right. <laughs> like, they can like start, rec- like, you know, filming. Um, but... Yeah, hospital playlist. I I binged so many of those episodes. So also as a side note on hospital playlist that I saw, like I kept seeing, um, like as the drama was airing, but like I had kind of blocked everything because I didn't want to spoil myself while I wasn't watching because I knew I would pick back up hospital playlist. Um, one of the things about hospital playlist is they um all are in a band <laughs> and they still practice with each other. That's sort of like. Thing to do outside of um you know work and stuff and kind of their release um but they're very very um on par with day six so there's a lot of like day six hospital playlist memes so you know if you're listening and you're like my day and you're thinking i need a drama maybe this will like persuade you into watching it it's on netflix too if you really need to you know we'll link the our uh, episode where we discuss it. So if it's something to watch, but I really think everybody should be watching it. It's like a, just a feel good drama. Yeah. Like it's just so nice right now to have like such a great feel good drama. And if you're not okay with like medical stuff, they barely show they barely any show of the any. like yeah. um things. This is not like a normal Western medical drama. There's very little heightened drama. It's very like real life drama and there are parts that are sad, but it's not because, like, 
it's some crazy thing. Like, you're not going to find a bomb in the hospital or, you know, an active shooter. Like, this is not that type of show, <laughs> you know? So, like, if you were worried about, like, gruesome details or something like that, that's no. not it. It, it. I think this is, you know, while it does touch on things that are sad, it's, I feel it's a, a safe drama to be watching right now. Just, mm. you know, at the certain, like, state everyone in is in. So that's been... The biggest thing that I've watched, I've also um, been chipping away at 365 Repeat. I think I'll probably end up this weekend finishing that because I'm about halfway through, a little more than halfway through. Uh, So I really want to finish that and see how that journey goes with that drama, um, especially in relation to the Japanese drama. And with all of my other dramas I've kind of decided like I kind of like reevaluated things and I'm a I like binging shows a lot I'm like into that and I've Mm. always been into that like it's just like something I do and I found that watching things while it airs while fun because you get to interact with people who are also watching Mm. it it just doesn't fit yeah (laughs) I've been trying to make it fit and sometimes it does. It sometimes it works. Sometimes your life is just great and like wonderful and you can like watch those two episodes a week and be on top of it and mm-hmm. that's great. Or like the show's just like such your favorite that you can't even stop thinking about it, so you just do it. Especially now, especially like with everything that's going on. All I just wanna binge stuff. And so um part of those binges and part of the things that I've been like waiting to binge, like King Eternal Monarch, I was keeping up for it with it for a little bit, but then I just decided I want to binge this. Just like I think, I think mute it would be a really good binge. Yeah, mute mm. the tag so I don't like because it's definitely going to be a spoiler heavier heavier drama and just like you feel bad like not feel bad but like it's that one of those like you you're like oh I'm missing out on the people who are actively watching it and you know talking about it but then again I'm like it, in the long run it doesn't matter like yeah so I could just like put it off, watch it fully, and have a binge. And I just think that's where I'm at for dramas. That's Mm -hmm. what I want to do. So I think that's this summer, really, is, like, where I'm, like, going to try to... Summer of the binge. Summer of the binge. Summer of the binge of, like, Jessie figuring out, like, what she (laughs) wants to do (laughs) with her life. (laughs) Jessie's existential crisis. (laughs) Otherwise known as Summer of the Binge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's roughly it on my dramas this month how about you natalia oh boy okay so like i've been doing this thing where i've been indoctrinating my co-worker's husband into watching dramas with me because yes i'm still in my co-worker's basement uh still haven't made it home that's okay <laughs> that's okay uh so we finished rugal last week uh loved it it was super fun very stupid it's very stupid i just i, I just need it was a lot to, of like, fun but it's like so much fun that you're just like, you don't really care that it's really stupid. <laughs> like, and it's not supposed to be like a, ooh, deep thinking. Like, no, it's like people with robotic limbs punching each other. Like, what do you want? What do you want from this? <laughs> so we both really love that. We, uh, we watched Strangers from Hell, uh, which is now on Netflix. And, I need to start watching it now. Let, let me let me just say every episode is a plot twist on that show. Like that show takes you on a wild fucking ride. Also, 
it's not for the faint of, faint of heart. heart. No, it is um very I mean, violent and it's very not very much a summer show new, as opposed to like a Halloween show. Yeah. Um it's not like supernaturally like and it's not like gory gory like there is some, you know, blood and stuff, but like, you know, it's Korean TV, so it's, you know, yeah. There's actually one really funny scene where someone's about to get stabbed and we were both laughing about it because there was like a knife block on the wall and only one knife was blurred and we were like, ooh, oh, what's there with the knife weapon? Oh, it's going to pick that one. Maybe the other unblurred ones. <laughs> we're like, mm, interesting. What would be um, really funny they would never ever do, but it, what would be hilarious would be if they did blur out one of the knives and then if the character grabbed a different, a different one. Different like, knife. <laughs> that would be a plot twist, man. No, we were just, uh, we were just, we were laughing hysterically about it. So we just recently started Man to Man. Uh, so we're just getting into that. Um, though I've already seen it, so I really like that show. Uh, he hasn't seen it yet, but he's enjoying enjoying it so far. Uh, and on my own personal watching, what? Else, wait, I feel like we watched other things. Oh yeah, he watched Bad Guys. Really like Bad Guys. He watched. We watched Tunnel or oh. Voice or one of those. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, he really. You were all about voice. Yeah, he loved voice. He loved voice, but I think that was like last month. So I've been here a really long time. <laughs> I'm here. We all have been here a really long time. <laughs> I've, been, I've been in their basement for. <laughs> I was I was laughing with uh with with my coworker and her mom on the phone, and I'm like, I've been here for three periods. <laughs> her mom her mom was like but I'm really puts it into perspective <laughs> you're like their kid who's in college who's come back for the summer <laughs> pretty much and they've already like um, like rearranged their room like your old room has been rearranged that's like the sewing room it's now, now a workout so you're like, room <laughs> outcast to the basement just because you're back home for summer <laughs> exactly what it's like and like I like you know emerge and be like hey <laughs> anyone make some food <laughs> anyway on my own personal watching um I've been keeping up with uh hospital playlist amazing I've been keeping up on King Eternal Monarch I love it I think it's super fun um, dig it I feel like a lot of people are being really negative about it online for really no reason because I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's like, I don't know what they were expecting, but the things that they're saying, I feel are a little unfair towards the show. <laughs> they're going on about like, Oh, the female characters are terrible. No, they're really not. Like if I'm being honest, that's also one of the reasons why I put King on yeah old so um, i didn't have to deal didn't with have that. to deal with just, listening to them because it's just like i need to know yeah it's just like you gotta it's really not like, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like it's getting a lot of flack for like unfairly i think because like if, I, if if you watched it divorced of the knowledge of who wrote it like the actors or whatever like yeah it's super fucking fun i don't like what? Are, what do they want? Like fucking waiting for Godot from a show about like <laughs> yeah, a maybe K dramas? 
Not yeah, like, <laughs> like a freaking like dimensional traveling king falling in love with a co- no, like no. It's supposed to be a horse. That's a character, guys. Like. Yeah, Maximus. There's a white horse named Maximus. That's an important character. Like, you know, you know what other show had a white horse named Maximus? The show Tangled. The movie Tangled. <laughs> from Disney and that was also not supposed to be waiting for Godot so chill out just let the show be stupid and fun and like Jesus okay other than that I've been watching uh, a Thai show called My Engineer um, which is a Thai boys love drama which is the most tropey like okay so there's like this joke that like because all of these, like, Thai shows, almost all of them, like, I would say about 80% of these Thai boys love shows that take place in college, like, feature a lot of gay engineering students. Like, I'm talking engineering students are just, like, for some reason, it's always engineering. And so this one has taken that to, like, <laughs> fucking levels. <laughs> like, why are all these engineers so gay? What's going on in engineering school? That's just so overpopulated by gay and bisexual men. We may never know. <laughs> we may never know. But um, the show is pretty good. It's for free. You can watch it for free on on uh, YouTube. It's all subtitled and everything. But like, the main couple is not where it's at on this show. Like. They're the worst. They're not, it's not like the worst, like, they're just like, like, you hate them, but you're just like, okay, either, like, make out or break up. Like, just this bickering, get it away from me. But, like, the main secondary couple is chef's kiss. They're just a delight. They're very cute. There's there's huskies involved. But (laughs) one of them, one of them's scared of dogs. The other one loves dogs. The one who's scared of dogs loves plants. So he gifts, like, a plant to him. Because that's how he shows his affection. Like, I'm down to clown with that. Because, like, <laughs> that's how I show my affection. I, I propagate succulents and give plants to... <laughs> no, I seriously do. Like, I give plants to people for all sorts of reasons. Anyway, I just bought two plants. Very exciting. Uh, so, yeah, that one's pretty good. It's, like, it's fun. It's really, like, it's not... You don't need your brain... <laughs> to watch it you know like you can just watch it and be like yes it is what it is like mm, there's some there's some engineering students being pretty gay <laughs> okay like perfect um and it's not there's nothing salacious in it like there's literally been one kiss the whole show and we're like 12 episodes in now like just just kiss already please jesus um they're really dragging it out on us. And then other than that, I last night, literally last night, I started uh, Oh My Baby. Now I I've watched the first two of that, too. Okay, so I don't like children. This is, like, really well known. But for some reason, I love romance novels, TV shows, and movies that concern babies and I don't know why because like in in like person I'm like ooh no sticky gross get it away from me but like when I'm like like you know those like really really terrible Harlequin romance novels that are like pregnant with the billionaires but like yes give it to me like I will 
give me yes you're pre- oh you're pregnant with some cowboy twins yes please <laughs> get, like i will take this um and this movie this show oh my baby is so cute it and there's actually a lot of really cute babies in it like multiple cute babies but like the men in it all kind of suck eh I've seen the first three episodes because the fourth one wasn't fully subject. And like one guy's like a commitment. There's like three options presented to this woman. Okay. Because she's getting old. She's like 40. She's really not that old. She also has endometriosis. So like, you know, she's going to not. Anyway, she has had bad luck with men, but she really wants to have a baby. And so she's like, okay, I need to like find a dude who will give me a baby. Like, I don't need them to marry me. I don't need them to, like, stay with me or be part of the baby's life. I just want their sperm. Give it to me. And and so in Korea, and this is bullshit, by the way, uh, single women are not allowed getting IVF. Huh. I didn't know and that. And that was I'm actually... Not episode three, so... Yeah, that's part of, like, the the reason why she has to, like, find a dude to, like, just impregnate her. Um, because, yeah, unless you're married, you can't get IVF. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Anyway, moving on. You have the money. You should be able to. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Right? It's like, if you want a kid, just have a fucking kid. Like, I don't see, like, they they have a problem with, like, population, like, maintenance. Like, their population, their reproduction rates are really down but oh no like anyway she actually goes into that she's like this is kind of nonsense like but anyway i'm not gonna go on a big feminist rant like that's that's my usual thing but we're gonna move past that um so then she's presented with these like three options one is her like lifelong friend who has a kid and is recently divorced and his wife left him and took off and left the kid with him and so he's like the worst dad ever um, he loves really, his kid, he loves his kid, but he is very incompetent at taking care of his child and himself. And then there's the second guy is like this photographer because she works for a magazine. So he's like this photographer who's just kind of a dick, but like in a sort of fun way, you know, <laughs> like, you, you know, you know, the, you know, the character I'm talking about, like, you're like, wow, if I knew you in real life, I would hate you. But on TV, you're kind of fun. And then the third guy is this, like, young dude. He's from Extraordinary You. He's the, Yes. I've seen clips. Yeah. The, and the buddy in Extraordinary You. I, I love that. I like, actually love him. He's so funny in this. But, like, she, she gets so mad at him because he's always calling her, like, oh, aunt, aunt, aunt. And she's like, we work together. <laughs> and he's just like. I love him. He is so funny. Um, he's, anyway, socially, he's socially inept, though. Oh, like, he's he doesn't so socially inept. He does not read cues <laughs> at all, and he has no filter, so he'll say, like, whatever. Like, 
she'll she'll like be whispering to her friend like oh like I have really bad period cramps it'll be like everyone move out of the way she needs to get to her office she has really bad menstrual cramps like do and you this, need me to and, go buy you pads and, and her, name, like, Please. her name is so and so and this is her position like yeah like and she's in this department and she's like oh my god like, <laughs> please just shut the fuck up anyway like he's just so endearingly dumb that you're just like oh so anyway these are like the three options that like these are the three single men that she knows and she's like hmm. so anyway like i'm i'm actually really it's kind of fun it's jang nara and she's always a delight like she just, she's, she's so, such a, cute. She's she's really so cute. cute she has the most baby of baby faces and they're like oh like you're so old you're turning 40 and i'm like sitting here like <laughs> like like people live to like 100 like how does that, is that even halfway like i'm like she's gorgeous like like you stop everything like 40 up well you're screwed you can't do anything now like and then everyone's like oh like well if you haven't gotten married i guess you'll you'll be alone forever and you're just like fuck she's only 40 like it's not like you die at 60 these days like jeez God. Anyway, so that's uh, that's basically what I've been been up to. Oh, there's sorry, last one. I've been watching this. Uh, there's a new Korean boys love drama. Oh yeah. Called, called Where Your Eyes Linger. Now, I'm really enjoying it. It's really good, but the episodes are only ten minutes long, which is like not enough. No, it's just it's like, and there's only going to be like. That- you want to wait until the end so you can just yeah like, and it's like, like and eight episodes and there's only eight time? episodes that's not even like a movie like, yeah that's like a hospital playlist one episode of hospital <laughs> yeah so anyway i feel like we're getting like taken for a ride here i feel like the boys love fan community in korea is like getting hoodwinked by this show like i feel it in my i feel it in my bones but like i'm gonna keep you know like, I feel like it should have almost been a drama special, you know? Yeah, yeah, just like, you know, but no, they've just, it's like a web drama or whatever, but like, I feel like, I feel like we're we're getting got right now by where your eyes linger. Mm, mm. <laughs> anyway, like, you gotta, you gotta respect the mainstream, like, LGBTQ representation, however you can get it, but like, a little more effort, come on now. Come on. Anyway, what about you, Sky? What are you watching? I did watch the first episodes of Oh My Baby. I'm going to talk a little bit about that because I thought that, again, topically, I usually wouldn't think. So the reason that I was attracted to the show was it looked like a funny, like, mm. love square or something. Like, it just looked funny. Uh, and I like her as an actress. Like, she's just really talented and stuff. So I liked how, I don't know, it hit me emotionally pretty hard. Like, she, yeah. like, not. Not me personally, necessarily, but, like, her character, they went into a lot of her, like, desires, and it wasn't just, like, surface-level stuff, like, oh, I just want a baby. Like, I mean, it was really, I thought it was pretty poignant, like, just in the first two episodes. So, Mm -hmm. like, I really enjoyed that, and, like, if it continues kind of to hit those points, and it's not like it's constantly serious or something, but it's not just this flippant show about she just wants a kid. Like, I mean, they, they go into a lot of other aspects of it, so that's what I really liked about it. And I mean, yeah, it was funny and stuff, but that's what I liked about the show. 
So I'll probably yeah, keep it's up a, with it's it. a lot better than it seemed from the previews. I'm gonna be honest. Right. Like, I I too thought it was just going to be like a <laughs> like oh, slapsticky. Yeah, but it's really not. Like it's surprisingly good. Right. I'm keeping up with King the Eternal Monarch. I do. I kind of remembered that when I watched Goblin, I had. I, it's when I started watching K dramas, and it was after Goblin had aired, and so I watched mm. Goblin as a binge, and it was mm. a really binge and so I think I'm just not able to wait with I'm I yeah. want to know what happens is the problem. But like Same. I wish I could wait <laughs> with it because I think I think the way it's written and stuff it it would be nice to see it as a binge. But yeah I'm not yeah, I'm not able to wait. So I've mostly not been watching that many dramas until this past week because Astro did a comeback and I was watching a lot of that stuff. The Mermaid Prince is a web series that I've been keeping up with. It, it only has like, you know, 10, 12 minute episodes, six episodes, I think. And I think we're four episodes in. It's on YouTube. Probably better if you just watch them all together. You know, that whole thing. That's what I think I'm going to do. I was, I keep wanting That's to That's what I'm waiting to do week. too. And yeah. Like now I'm like, I'm like, no, wait. no, no. I, yeah. Cause like, I, I think that web, se- web dramas are, I don't know. XX was fun to watch as it was airing. That's like it, true. The way it was written, it worked fine as yeah. it was airing. But ones like The Mermaid Prince, there's so much like, you know, they have to spend however many minutes kind of recapping a little and then gearing back up to like something to happen. And then pretty much only half of a thing can happen by the time the end of the episode happens. So like... You know, pacing is a thing. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's fine. It's fun. Uh, and then watched what we're gonna talk about. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am getting back in the swing of things. There are a couple like I I want to catch back up with Hospital Playlist at some point. I oh, and I did watch the first two episodes of Good Casting. No, yeah. first ep- first episode of Good Casting, and I I really enjoyed it. And I think that probably as it progresses, I'll enjoy it even more. Yeah, um, that's one that I'm waiting to binge. I was just... Yeah. I kind of forgot that it came out. For me, like, I, I wish there could be a term kind of in between. If you're binging, but you're kind of doing it in little spurts, like mm. you get purposely get behind. You're doing sprints. You're doing yeah. bingelets. You're doing <laughs> drama sprints. But like... <laughs> You know, just kind of let yourself get kind of behind, and then oh, I'll watch four episodes. And it's like, well, that's all I really have time for now, anyway. Yeah. Like on with other things. So that's what book Twitter does. Those are the things like to like get you to like progress in your story. So they were like, okay, for ten minutes we'll do a sprint, and you just focus on reading for these ten minutes, however many pages you can do. Go. So <laughs> that's what you're doing. Drama so, sprint. So with dramas, it would be like you have four hours. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> And that's kind of sometimes because the way my life goes, either just busy with whatever or the way I feel or something, it's like, yeah, have to sometimes take things in small chunks. Even if I'm trying to do a big binge, I'm usually not able to do. Yeah, my max is usually like six episodes in a day. After that, my brain turns to jello. It depends on the drama for me because I can spend 
all day on something if I really like put my mind to it. If I did not have three chihuahuas, I would be <laughs> three, able. Three, no, no, no. Let's let's specify three special needs chihuahuas. Yeah. What special needs? Two <laughs> special needs chihuahuas and their friend. <laughs> comedy it's a sitcom (laughs) so you know it's like having for children and they you know every 10 minutes it's like hey I need attention so that's Mm. why I'm kind of realizing that usually if I'm trying to keep up with life on some level some minute level I don't know I might try to do binge lists with some of the stuff like good casting I think it would be a good Mm. one like I, I need to go back and revisit Ituan class because I have not finished it but that's when I purposefully stopped watching when it was airing because I knew I was going to enjoy it more as a binge mm. um, it would be a pretty good binge I think there's also dramas that like not are not necessarily good binges but like for you personally when you're watching it you want a little like a couple more hours of the story like mm. it's not that like because there are some dramas that literally the story and the way that things flow are just better seeing them one after the other and after the other. And then there are other those binges where it's like the small binges where it's just because you're now in a four hour want of like just the enjoyment of just the same show over and over and then yeah. stops. And it's not necessarily because of what's going on with the show. It's kind of just more of like how you're feeling right. and how like you wanted to spend that time at that moment i do think i mean you know like jesse you found that like in general you just really want to just binge i think i'm yeah. I'm probably a middle ground sometimes like i kind of want to binge but since i just know the way the rhythm of my life typically is mm. i do need i'm trying to slow down on the you know absolute on air like because i yeah I like watching everything day. that's on air <laughs> right and Ooh, i mean i'm still much with stuff that's coming and i'll probably still do that you know like when my favorites do something, like, you know, be supportive and probably keep up with it or whatever. Yeah, I think in general I'm trying to step a little bit back from that because I have more enjoyment if I do it at my own pace, whatever pace that is for that week or month or whatever. So, yeah, I'm I'm down a little bit more binging, maybe not, you know, eight episodes a day or anything, but... I mean, I'm lucky. Like, it's just me, myself, and I here, so I don't have those things. And if we're not on a Skype call, my cat is not, like, around <laughs> me. So, <laughs> you know, when you live alone, you have time. That's right. true. Like, I would, like, right now, I would love to binge. However, uh, everyone here loves me so much you're like everyone just loves me so no they all just they all just want to spend time with me it's so weird because like at home like my husband loves me but like I can be binging something and he can be sitting right next to me reading and we're both having a good time right because he he loves reading newspapers but like they want to do stuff together here like you're in a family I know (laughs) I've joined a family this is this is like my nightmare (laughs) <laughs> the you cult of the nuclear family that's what, this is how it works it's always a friend that they gets just, you into a cult they just they just want to like eat dinner with me and watch movies with me and hang <laughs> and go like we we tan in the yard together and it's just it's so strange because <laughs> like people want to do stuff with what? me what so on that note 
we all watched the first two episodes of a brand new show on Netflix that just dropped. Uh, it's got some pretty big names in it, uh, pretty good production qualities, and a nice fun fantasy story that reminded me slightly of another show that we all liked quite a most of us liked quite a bit um but anyway the show that i am talking of is mystic pop-up bar which just started last week on netflix it's on and new episodes are wednesday thursdays and it has what's her face in it from kill me heal me i don't normally yeah i don't normally like her energy but it like really works in this show it really works in super subtle in this show yeah like like notice like to the point where like it almost changes her face and i was almost hmm. unrecognizable and then i was like oh yeah it's her wow although just as a little superficial side note her fashion choices in this show Mwah, chef kiss so good the short hand box like with the really poofy skirts and like the heel yes yes give it to me that deep red lipstick mm. but that's not really the point of the show um so the plot of the show is uh when she was just a youngin she hung herself on a sacred tree because people are dicks and well, very like roundabout way. I mean, we have to like say that she was like a shaman, so she yes. had mystic powers. Yes, she had mystical powers and could go into people's dreams and figure out what was wrong with them to help them in Turned their lives. Her and, and they and yes, her, they killed her mother, and that's they killed when... her mother. So she so cursed say, them. As like a disclaimer, if you're watching this, it does show the act of her committing suicide not like there well but i mean like you still see her for a while so like it it's not graphic but i think it's at the point where if it's already sensitivity to you it would be graphic you know that sort of thing so So. little content warning there for later on there's also some sort of sexual assault type stuff goes on too so again if that's a trigger for you be be aware um but as this is a K drama, it's not, you know, it's, it's not, not no CN drama. Yeah, it's, so it's yeah. not, you know, crazy, but like also yeah, like but it is there. Everybody's it's sensitivity there. is at a it's different, different level, yeah. you know. Well, so, that that specifically is also just not like a moment of that. I mean, it's definitely a topic. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a fair it's bit. It's a plot. It's a plot. Right. Um, so she is then cursed by uh, one of the judges of hell. Who that, is also a very great fashionista. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, but those like, eyelashes. Oh, she's just striking boy. and like. Ooh, okay. There's there's a lot of good there's a lot of good shit going on here. Um, <laughs> that she has to help. She has 500 years. It was supposed to be 300, but it got extended to 500 to help 100,000 people. Um. And she now only has nine people left, but they told her she has just a month. She has to help nine people in a month. Or else she's she's never... doing very good. Like she's like got one person in six months or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she's been so... slowing down and they're getting a little tired of her. Um, and she does this by getting them drunk at her bar, 
her little tent bar and going into their dreams and helping them resolve their issues in their dreams so they get the confidence when they wake up to go solve their own issues. But but the issue is that they have to verbalize what they want to fix. Yeah, like, it's a very like teeny thing where like you have yeah. to like physically say, "I wish for this to happen." Yeah. Or, and yeah. so it's it hasn't been working too great recently. People aren't coming to the pop up bar, and if they do, they don't want to share their problems with her anymore. And, and she's drunk and fall asleep. Super impatient. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and she's got this month long deadline. Like I get it. Okay. But then you meet the sad sack of the show. <laughs> but the sweetest. So sweet. So he's this guy who, if you touch him, if anyone touches him, they start to tell him all of their problems. And so he touches no one. Because he spends his life is, like trying not to touch people. Because it is a nightmare for him, essentially. Quite the quarantine story for this boy. Yeah. Uh, so then she finds like, out about his special ability and basically shanghais him into being a part-timer at her bar so that he can force people to tell them their problems. Uh, and if he does this, she says that she will help him not have this ability anymore. Yeah, he's but got I like feel, a spiritual opening or something. Yeah, like his, his spiritual it. connection that was supposed to be closed upon birth was never closed. So just everyone just tells him all and he's so cute oh my god and, and he's young he's, he's Sunday. <laughs> yes yes so this was the i think he's in the military right now eh? so this was yep. the last thing he did so, before yeah. he went to the military when they, did, when they did the uh press conferences and stuff for this show they had a standee a cardboard standee oh. they <laughs> oh my like yeah it's really cute and I, I didn't watch a ton of clips but i definitely saw pictures of like they so they adorable. tried to involve him though he was that's Aww. adorable did like there was a video i think it was a pre-recorded like video message that he left for them and stuff so i thought that was pretty neat so that's basically well third the third main character that doesn't get to do a ton of stuff i think he's just interesting with the pop-up bar you don't even know what he really is but he's like there to oversee He's I like her supervisor, and also like, but also yeah. works for her. He also does kind of like the heavy lifting because he's the one who like if you know there's something physically needs to happen, he will do it. But he also reins her in. Mm-hmm. I'm sure in lore there is a specific yeah person like, yeah, that they're referencing that he like what he used to do was chase down evil spirits and drag them back to hell. But now mm-hmm. he's stuck like chopping onions in her bar. Oh my God. He has the safety glasses. <laughs> he has like the like rubber, like science safety glasses that are like, I know. Oh my so God. He always has them yeah. when he's cutting onions. Oh, he's so, so cute. Like the whole, oh. he just has this slightly chaotic energy, but he's like yeah. super too. I like that yeah. type of He's fun. Like, just, it's it's a fun show. But, oh. like, just watching it, I got very heavy Hotel uh, Del Luna. memoirs of Hotel Del Luna. <laughs> it has that same vibe. Like, yeah, she's like, stuck in like, the cheap version. I was like, oh. Like, you know, IU got the, the five-star hotel to help the dead. Yeah. And she's got a pop-up tent in the street corner. <laughs> well, see, okay, here's the thing. This 
this show is literally Hotel de Luna, but like also like um a, like a Scooby Doo like team of people yeah. solving uh, the monster of the week type thing. Yeah. And I think it's great. Yeah, it's really it. fun. I really enjoyed the first two episodes. Just like Hotel de Luna, you hit upon a lot of emotional stuff eventually. Like, it's there's some deep emotion with that. It's not just like, oh, charming supernatural stuff, yay. I mean, yes, that's it what the characters are. a lot darker than I expected. I thought this mm. was going to be super, like, comedic slapstick and it barely is. Like, yeah, because that's usually that's usually what she does, right? Like she yeah. usually does. So I was also expecting that, but like, no, she's killing no. it. This is like deep stuff, dark stuff, and it continues to be dark stuff. At like a point, I thought it was gonna get like super light, like especially after the first, you know, her backstory thing, and then it went to the bar, and it and it never went higher. It just was like sassier and like flippy but it never actually went to super comedy and like that also was like key for me i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna love this show even more now (laughs) this is what it's like the most the most comedic they got was when she forces him to touch all those old ladies and then oh, they're yeah, chasing yeah. him through the store, and he's like, fine! <laughs> and that was so Scooby-Doo! Or, yeah. Going or, down the aisle. Or when, yeah. when she's, like, pretending, like, legit pretending that she wants him to be a uh, gigolo at her yeah, yeah. establishment to all of his friends, and he's yeah. like, shut up! Like, <laughs> he has certain attributes! Oh, <laughs> uh, so good, I love I, it I mean, so it gets much. a little silly in the dreams sometimes you know yeah. like when she like spins the guy in the shopping cart and stuff yeah but it's a dream it should yeah, be it's silly like there be, should like, be over the top weird stuff yeah, happening in a kind dream of almost like they use that as their like device of like it showing that it's a different thing as a yeah. visually showing it like uh putting a filter on it or like it almost so would be like you would think that this would be like the cartoon part of it, you know, and very like weird. But since they don't do that visually, they do it through the kind of wackiness of it. But it mm-hmm. still is dark wacky, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I like that it had like even when it gets dark, you know, in the in the second episode, they're going down that dark stairwell of the guy's mm-hmm. mind and like Oh, oh no, I almost fell. Uh, ha, ha, and they'd like catch him. Oh, what would happen if you fall? Oh, you would fall for eternity and be like dead forever. And it's like, I guess I should not fall. Like, <laughs> but it's like a little light moment. And then you're like, whoa, okay. But it keeps still like a dark story going on. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. We have to deal with this darkness. We have to sort the stories out. Okay, how and much does, uh, everyone want uh one of those moon-shaped booze containers because your girl wants one so bad it's such a pretty color too like the color on it is so pretty oh i mean you could use it to just keep flowers in or you could keep your booze or like your morning orange juice could come out of that thing i everything it could just be sitting on a shelf just sitting there it's just so pretty (laughs) If they don't start selling these as, like, related merch, they're idiots. They're fools. But, yeah, even the people that get help in their dreams and stuff, it's not like, oh, this is super simple. 
Yeah, I it's mean, always complex problems. Right. Mm-hmm. And even even the main kids problem, like, though it's kind of funny parts of it, it's like, oh, that would be an awful thing to deal with. Like, yeah. hearing everyone's problems all the time. So, like, sometimes they try to make it funny, but they make it obvious that, like, he con- constantly hearing people's problems is awful. Very stressful like, for him. And they yeah. kind of show that, like, uh, especially when his, like, former classmate comes to try to sell him stuff you see like a little bit of background of like how detrimental it was to him just as like a a social thing because he couldn't touch people because of this issue and then in turn it made him the outcast to everybody Mm -hmm. else because they don't know why he's not doing these things and how it really did affect him and how it's been tormenting him like throughout his life I really liked the the scene where he's out shooting hoops at night and the the guy from the bar comes and is like, oh, I'll play basketball with you. And he's like, like nobody ever plays basketball with me because he can't you be can't on a touch team people. because yeah. I can't like, touch people. He one just of my shoots hoops. And then <laughs> it was just like, and then he's like, yeah, this is good. You're part of our team now. And he's like, I'm on a team. Like, he's just like, I'm on a team. I've never been on a team before. He's looking at the boys like, playing oh. basketball and he's like, I get to be on a team. And I'm like, oh, baby. <laughs> that was like what really solidified the show. I was like super into it. I was like super into like the level of humor. It's like my wheelhouse. There's paranormal stuff going mm-hmm. on. It's got like, you know, the Hotel de Luna vibe going on. So like, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna really like this. It's fun. I like shows that do like, kind of like the focus on one thing week, you know, type thing format. That's fun for me. And then the like last scene when they're talking about him being on a team. And I was like, and now we have a found family. And they're so, so great. (laughs) I even liked, there was a part later on. I think it was later on where, uh, he he wanted to, if the chief guy, like, I don't really know what to call him, but the guy that works at the bar, he, uh, he wanted to emphasize to the kid, like, you are an equal footing with us. Mm-hmm. Like, your importance to anything we're doing now is equally, like, y- yeah. you're important to us. And, like, it wasn't uber heavy handed and it was in the middle of something else. So it's like they moved on after that. But I was like. That was, like, a big deal that he said that to him. Like, because one thing to be a part of a team, but, like, no, like, even though we've been doing this for, like, hundreds of years, you are now on equal footing with us, and you're important to us. Like, I thought yeah, mm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I love that actor that's, you know, hot daddy. He does have hot daddy energy. bad a lot. Like, he plays bad guys a lot lately, and... So it's nice to see him not being bad. I like to see him being goofy. And yeah, it's hot. I like it. Hot and, then, and silly. Works. And big uh, soft sweaters just being this weird little Hell chaos yeah. angel guy. <laughs> and then like, there is like a dark underlying energy yeah. to him. Like when he shows up in the one guy's apartment and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah you like to eat pork, do you? Here, here, it's more pork. Here, eat more. You should eat more. And then you should go tomorrow and apologize to that lady in the store. Stop being a jerk. Yep. And he's yeah. like, okay. Because <laughs> there's a strange man feeding me pork in my apartment. She's <laughs> like, grocery store samples are just samples. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a good show. 
so far. Like, listen, yeah, we all answer. we all know they could biff it. We know. Yeah. We're I just mean, gonna hope that they don't. Could yeah. You know. okay. But it is apparently only a twelve episoder, so oh. that usually is a good sign because it means it takes down that those those extra four episodes where they're going to biff I, it. They, oh yeah, the little fluff right? stuff. I don't need it. Don't talk about also, it. Also. Pre-produced, so I mean, obviously pre-produced, the one yeah. it's yeah. now in the military, but also all the CG, you know, all the stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so, I think, I don't know, not that every single pre-produced thing is flawless, but no. I think However, it, big pre-production sometimes helps. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah it solves some problems that especially supernatural K-dramas could have uh, with not pre-producing yeah and then like also like yeah editing wise i think it helps like uh editing to flow a little bit nicer too because they mm-hmm. still they can actually flow it as opposed to having to stop yeah wait for the film get it and then mm. go well and they right. know that they have what they have right so sometimes when they're shooting it as they go if they're like, oh, we're going to reference this thing that we're going to do later. And then the story changes for whatever reason. And they don't do that thing later. And you're like, but didn't you back then do that thing with, hey, okay. And when like, you got it all shot ahead of time, you mm-hmm. know what you know. You know what you got. Like, like you just romance is a bonus book daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, oh. disappeared. Oh Sorry, boy. girl. <laughs> You're not. You that are important. in our hearts. Enjoy, enjoy <laughs> your moms, but enjoy the ours. Philippines because you are gonna be there forever. <laughs> oh boy. I did. I really liked. I mean, as difficult and you know dark as the suicide scene was, I couldn't help having a moment where I was like, "Wow, this is really pretty. Like, it's a really pretty shot." I. You know, all the little lights come out yeah, of the tree, yeah. and the, it was like, despite it being sad. like a sad thing, the the way that it was handled was really well. And I think mm-hmm. I really like that girl. Um, she's yeah. the one of those you know actresses that always plays the younger role. She uh, was in Just Between Lovers mm-hmm. as the uh, younger role for the female lead. Um, I just think she's one of the better ones in acting, and like mm-hmm. I feel it was a good choice for her. And I all she did fit kind of the the events that happened and the reason and kind of like I think it showed a little bit more of like you know she was given this gift and then it was the gift made her family member die and then kind of like her destruction of that mm-hmm. set up the the you know the sacred tree or sacred whatever tree and the like te- the temple or whatever it is um it just fit really nicely and especially like the the feeling of like this being the end of everything for her life because of all this stuff. And I think, I don't know if they're going to continue to, obviously, because there's only been two episodes, so only two things have resolved. But I think what she went through is being tied into, like, the people that she's resolving mm-hmm. their issues of. Because they are pretty heavy. Like, we said, the, you know, there's the the one girl at the restaurant, or not the restaurant, the grocery store. The grocery store. store who's being assaulted by one of her managers and she's just giving up on life. So it's like, they're all really heavy handed stuff. They're not 
super mm-hmm. light. And I think it kind of like it ties back into it, which is probably something they're setting up as like that's her penance for doing what she did. Like that was mm-hmm. the intention mm-hmm. of it. Also, like the way they handled that specific case, I liked how the main uh, bar lady character, she she tried to give the girl with ish- the victim like power in the mm-hmm. end, not like not supernatural power, but she was like, you know, you take ownership of your like she really tried to encourage mm-hmm. her in a different way than you often yeah. see women characters encourage mm-hmm. each other so like yeah. it was a encouragement but it was like you need to find your own power type thing like you mm-hmm. need to take ownership mm-hmm. of your own life and you have to sadly take care of this guy like i can do the dream you're gonna yeah. have to be the one that actually handles yeah real life stuff and she's like okay and so like, i i liked so you know supernatural stuff but then it tied into like encouraging real life like yeah there's a lot of hope in it It, like even just even like a little small little thing is like you know when she's actually finally telling her you know the main person about what's going on and then he just like his line is like basically like uh i'm really glad that you told me this and it's really big of you to be able to have done this and i know it must have been hard for you and that was like Mm -hmm. a nice little thing and then though the way that uh actress like acted that part out like you could tell she was relieved but that it was also hard like it, it was and really it gave her, like more confidence like she did the right thing and like it wasn't it was hard but like it gave hope not just like mm-hmm. hope that her like life would be better but like hope that like she was the cause of like a, a good thing to mm-hmm. happen you know mm-hmm. and especially if you put that against the landscape of like korea culturally and the things that have been happening over the past handful yeah. of years of feminism and a lot of other stuff that's a really that's a really good thing to cover their first mm. like person yeah. they're helping it being that topic like mm, yeah. that's pretty cool and there's so, no a concept of like you brought this on yourself or you did something to deserve this or right? it's yeah. just full yeah. on nope he this was wrong he fault, was bad not you. it's all on him and I'm so glad that you find you were able to come and tell us about this so that we can deal with this because mm-hmm. if you want to press charges you should press charges because this is a criminal offense and and we'll back you up on that and she's like okay like it's so like not what you would expect and sadly mm-hmm. probably not what you can expect from most bosses yeah. in that scenario but yeah it was very nice to see and then also just I think the like it was actually nice to see, even though it was like very hard, um, the part where in the dream where she's like um, watching all of the clips, video clips on the TV screens of what he's been doing. Mm-hmm. And then she just getting like, she locking the door and not wanting anybody to see what's happening. And like the manifestation of it being like, it was her problem and her, mm-hmm. she was the cause of it and showing that because like, I think that's also a thing that like people touch on, but not touch on the fact that like, a lot of this is like people don't want to say anything because then they think they are the weaker person or it was their yeah. fault. And like showing, obviously it wasn't her fault and they had already showed that she was trying to get away from the guy constantly and it still wasn't working. Having the arc of like finally having enough courage to help herself too. It just, it worked really well for me. Also the level of, this is going to sound odd level of sexual assault or sexual harassment that it was 
with again within the cultural backdrop like it wasn't and then she died like you know often in the shows that we see we see violence or we see the just the very extreme stuff and they'll they'll use that oh here's the the most extreme example right Mm -hmm. of like all every single physical thing and it's like no this is like a very common issue the most common issue right yeah Mm -hmm. and this is still awful and like like, i i worked at a pharmacy and i had hmm, i had a boss who would do shit like that like he would come up behind me and like stroke my hair and i'd be like the fuck are you doing richard it's so (laughs) common yeah and it's like it's still harassment even if like he never actually got to the point where he raped her you know Yeah. yeah And I think showing their audience that is very important. And yeah. I'm glad mm-hmm. they did that mm-hmm. because I think a lot of the shows that only shows the extreme side, it's like, no, yeah. this is the common and this, it's still horrific and awful. And this is what happens. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, it's like, then you hear people say like, well, it's not like you got, you know, raped or something. And it's like, it's still a crime, my dude. Yeah. yeah it's still fun. emotionally exactly. disturbing. Yeah. Just because like, it's not mm-hmm. at your level doesn't mean it's still not bad. It's like, and, very and that it showed that she lost, you know, yeah. she didn't want to live anymore. Yeah, she yeah. gave up on herself. Like, right. it really messed her up. And yeah. then she kept on thinking it was her fault. Mm-hmm. But also, and then he, would, and he was, like, work. using her sister against her. Like, oh, you can't say anything because then you might lose your job and you have to put your sister through school and all. And it's just like, fuck you, buddy. No, and it's very yeah. much the kind of stuff that when it happens, um, you're more likely to get the response of like, well, you should be flattered by the attention or like, it's not like it was a real, you know, or why didn't you just tell him to stop? Like that stops people. You know, if you just said no, then he should just stop. Okay. In an ideal world. Yes. No means no, but let's, let's all be honest here, ladies. We've all met a fella where no did not meet. No. It meant try harder. Like, no, 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 no. Even the second episode story arc. Tragic. The way, the way the main bar lady interacted with that character was very interesting too. So it wasn't, oh, I'm immediately on her side. And she was like, you know, really didn't like her. And I thought that was all fascinating. Mm -hmm. Like second episode in like, Ooh, we're already having like additional conflict, even within the person that she's supposed to be helping. Like, yeah. And or the knowledge of that. She actually like, it's an easy thing for her to help and get a number off of her thing. Cause she's only got a month left. And still, she was like, I don't like this person. I don't want to help them at all. Yeah. Right. Well, and that the story itself was morally great. Like, the victim that she needed to help wasn't really a victim. Mm-hmm. She was actually the perpetrator of a problem and had lived with the guilt over this, you know, thing that she had done. So it's it's kind of weird because you're like, she deserves help. But then you're thinking about it and you're like, if they were telling this story a different way, I'd be like, too bad, burn, right? Like, if yeah. you mm-hmm. did it different. So the fact that they're telling you this person's story and making you see that, yeah, she did a horrible thing, but also she made up for it and she has lived with this guilt. And it was, mm-hmm. oh, it was so hard. It was such a hard story. I cried so much. It was really, I don't cry that much. It was, 
I was like boohooing. I, I wasn't know. like sobbing, but I was like, why is my face wet? Is it raining indoors? What's happening? Is it hot in there? Is it sweat? <laughs> what is going on? Oh, yeah. But then I think the way Jess- Jesse had said earlier how it's pretty obvious that the pe- the victims or the people that she does end up helping somehow kind of tie into the main bar characters like mm-hmm. story. Like it definitely was obvious in the second episode where they showed that tie in a little bit, like why she didn't like her that much and how words can be dangerous and all these yes. things. It's really good. I like it. A yeah, lot. it's really good. I'm going to keep yeah. watching it. I'm I do definitely th- going to keep watching it. I do think if, so I think a big difference so far, but we'll see like what happens with this one. In Hotel Del Luna, there were two pretty scary characters, like jump scare level characters. So if this show doesn't go quite as jump scare dark, mm-hmm. it might be a little more accessible for some people that might have not been able to handle all of Hotel Del Luna. Mm. Uh-huh. I'm curious if the crown prince from the start is going to make a comeback because I feel yes. like we do not know everything that happened with that story. Mm-hmm. There's something not quite right about that boy. And, and I then feel I- like he's coming back and then also like what did what was her other sin because remember in the scene like you have another sin that you have to atone for and that was what made her agree to do it but it's like i was talking with a couple of girls we were spitballing ideas one of the thoughts that i had is that um maybe she found out that the crown prince actually was like he was a horrible person. That's why he was being haunted. And she didn't see it. He somehow managed to keep that from her in the dream. So she helped him and got him out. And then he went on to kill more people, including her mom. That the crown prince killed her Ooh. mom. And that's why she feels so bad now. She's like, no, I killed my mom. Yeah. That's an interesting theory. So I don't know. Mm. I or feel like, like it has to do with that crown prince, though. Something. Or her mom has some tie with the people at the, you know, oh. like the parents or something, or like one of the guards or something like that. Yeah, there's something. I, there's something I, I wonder going if her, on. I wonder if her mom will show back up again, too. Yeah, because the actress oh. playing her mom is, like, really good. So mm-hmm. I know. This is also the problem. They're already all of the, like, you know, guest characters have been really well-named actors. Yeah. <laughs> like, even the, the the girl in the second episode was is the girl who plays the sister in Hospital Playlist. I know. I was like, hi. Hey, I know you. <laughs> I know everybody's somebody in this. It's like, well, hi, I know you, and I know you too. The girl from the first episode, the sexual assault, the girl mm. who works with him at the grocery store, she also works with him at the grocery store. So I assumed she was going, and she's famous enough, recognizable yeah. enough. Yeah. I was like, oh, she must be like the love interest. She's going to be yeah. his, you know, she'll be. No, she's not even in the second episode. No. Like, <laughs> I guess she don't work here anymore. I don't know. But, like, they work different shifts now. I don't know. But she's gone. Like, <laughs> she's not the love interest. Maybe there isn't one. Maybe not. If that happens, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, 
I really love this show, but it's definitely not at levels of Hotel de Luna love. No. Like, it's not there. I don't think it will be there. But, like, if that were to happen, if they stay, especially to stay that, like, trio team, then just solving solving people's issues every week and being adorable and, oh, that's, like, my jam. That's, oh, that'd be great. Don't need the romance. <laughs> I, I saw somebody who said... Well, the first two episodes were pretty good, but I'm not really into, like, Monster of the Week. So unless they put in a more arc for this, I think I'm out. And I was like, no, I want no more arc. I just want a Monster of the Week. I want Monster of the Week always. And then, like, there can be kind of an arc. Like, you know, we get little, like, sprinkles here and there. And and then, then, like, all of a sudden, all those sprinkles make sense. And then at the end, you're like, oh, that's why. That, That makes a a story great for me when all of a sudden there's just like that aha moment because you've just been hinted towards everything for so long and then it's just like all of a sudden you're like oh, that's why oh you got me show you got me <laughs> I <laughs> done did it show you done did it did again it. I even liked the department head guy the one that yeah. he also like he's he dressed up as death to go you know to the hospital and stuff so I, I like when a character pops back up and like, you know, you're, he's going to pop back up again, but you see him kind of in a different role. Like, mm-hmm. well, I'm over here doing this job at the moment, not just always taking care of you. And then that character's relationship with the lead, like that's just a really funny relationship because yeah. he's obviously terrified of her, but like <laughs> has authority over her and it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the rules. And she's like, I don't like that. And, she, and he's like, okay, I'm not going to fight him. <laughs> okay, cool. I guess I'm going now. And it's like, nice that then the, um, like the guy in the bar, that the guy who's working with her, that he's under her, but almost, it's almost like a reverse kind of thing. Like he's under her, but he doesn't take her crap. He's like, yeah. No, you need to, like, settle down and stuff. Like, he, he's willing to talk to her as an equal, even though she's technically, like, his boss in the tent. But he's like, eh, you're not really my boss. Like, the devil's my boss or whatever, whoever it is. Like, it's neat. It's complicated, but it's cool. It's fun to watch. It is going to make me curious. Like, if they keep introducing essentially, like, underworld type characters it is going to make me curious about some like cultural mythical mm. characters and i might have to go like if they keep introducing certain names I'm, i might have to go see if they're trying to reference anything specific because i feel i feel like sometimes as westerners we like sometimes miss out on like a cool in reference yeah. Right. yeah or like it's just like a some lore that like you know all the kids have grown up hearing and so then they get to see it you know like gooey home and stuff like- being in North America, if you if you see something, if you see that slightly your you know Middle Eastern white guy with the beard and mustache and longish hair and sandals, you know that they're referencing Jesus. You're like, oh yeah, this is Jesus, right? Like where somebody else might not, somebody from another country might not recognize that as that guy you know mm-hmm. and I wonder you know sometimes they have like a specific costume or something they're wearing and mm-hmm. you're like if I was Asian would I know that that was if I was Korean would I know oh yeah that's that's Joe the whatever god or whatever I don't know like yeah. you know like you miss out 
But you shouldn't miss out on this show because <laughs> it is super fun. I, I so. think it would appeal to a lot of people. Yeah, I do yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a you definite know, keep watch for me. With some of your loved ones sure. that maybe not watch Asian dramas, maybe this is a good kind of introducing of one that's not like super, um, like super, I don't know, inaccessible. Inaccessible, well, but like uh, also like not like t- action heavy. You know? Yeah, not not like, not too action heavy, not too dark, not too silly, not too cheesy romance. Like it's like a it's nice bit. Twelve episodes. Yeah. Yes. And so it's like, got a little bit of mysticism to it, so then it's a little bit different. So it's not just like fully on like mm. real world type thing. I didn't pay too close attention to how long the episodes were which is a good sign as well because I wasn't like checking I feel like to it was see an hour yeah but they hour weren't 10. like it's also not an hour and a half episodes which sometimes is off-putting for new people they're like I could watch a movie like really <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah since it retains like the, the lead female character how she has her really cool costumes that still have mm-hmm. that Korean flair to, to it. And then even the bar that isn't a typical type of location that even we see in the Western world quite oh, yeah. much. I think that what would be neat about introducing somebody to it that maybe doesn't watch that much Asian dramas is it, it would still probably have some interesting new things to introduce mm. because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. But as far as what's happening it's like fascinating enough and still pretty accessible. Like, Very. yeah, you can follow along. It doesn't feel like yeah. this is a K drama. Like, you need to know tropes and understand these five things before you get what's going on. It doesn't feel like that. It feels no. very accessible, but at the same time, it does feel like, oh, this is extremely Korean. Like, mm. yes. Well, this was our episode on Mystic Pop Up Bar, which is a new show that you can watch on Netflix. Though this is not sponsored by Netflix. <laughs> We I just mean, really like it. Well, like, Netflix, hey, Netflix hit us up. Hey, <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> but uh, we don't have sponsors. But if you would like to uh, help out and sponsor this podcast and keep us running, you can go to ko-fi.com slash certified nunas and become an official sponsor of our podcast. We love all of our sponsors. You get the little extras that get cut out of the episodes. There's some extra episodes up there for you, some behind-the-scenes stuff. It's good times. It's good times. We have a good we have a we have fun on over on coffee. So that's ko-fi.com slash certified nunas. And thank you for listening. If you're listening to us wherever you're listening to us, you can also mix it up if you want, because we're on Spotify. We are on Apple iTunes. We are on Google Play. We are on Podbean, Stitcher, and YouTube. And of course, all of our episodes are on certifiednunas.com, which each episode will have a blog post that has the links to everything that we talk about. Um, and if you want to find us online, we are on Facebook, Tumblr. Uh, Instagram, and of course, Twitter, our home away from home. Uh, We are (laughs) at Certified Nunas on all of those, and we love hearing from you. As a special reminder, we are running a thing this month and next month where we are looking for your recipes. We want to make a community cookbook. So uh, please email your favorite recipes. They can be recipes of any type, drinks, baking, cooking, whatever, uh, to certifiednunas at gmail.com with your name and the recipe. And if you have a picture, include the picture. Uh, anyway, we hope that you have a fantastic week and maybe check out Mystic Pop-Up Bar on Netflix. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.